Thanks, Greg, uh, very much. Do, uh, if you've got uh, the Bible open, keep it open. Um, we tried to do this at Town Church to say, uh, listen, this is God's word. We believe it is. Uh, and therefore, let's see what God has to say to us, not whoever's speaking, um, as is some tradition. Close the Bible and just listen in or go into a, a comatized state of, of vacancy. Um, look, here's what we're going to try and do. From this simple story... Uh, Let's try and understand a little bit more about the Lord Jesus. You see, what if there was a religion that had nothing to do with rules, regulations or philosophy? Aren't all religions that really? Don't they end up being in the same bucket? It's all about what you do. It's all about your performance. It's all about making sure that... You're at the right place at the right time, doing the right ritual. Isn't that what religion is all about? See, if you're a Christian here today, you know that that's not quite true. In fact, it's definitely not true. If you're a Christian, you know that Christianity is all about a person. We've heard that from Rosie. It's all about this man, Jesus. If you're not a Christian, perhaps you're thinking just that. Well, isn't religion all about rules, laws, and philosophy. I hope this story helps us understand why the Christian faith is so different. And look, if you're a Christian and listening in and thinking, well, I've kind of got that, but I very often fall back into performance mindset. It's what I do or do not do. It depends upon how I feel about my relationship with Jesus. If you're a Christian, Thinking that today, this story is for you. And if you're not a Christian, it's definitely for you to listen carefully about this man Jesus and what he does and what he teaches. Can I ask you this one question? How are you relating to Jesus today? There are four D's, words that begin with D, that I think help us uh, pick out uh, some key things in this passage. And they all relate to uh, the question, how are you relating to Jesus today? Let's look at the first one in verse 23. My little daughter is dying, says Jairus. He's a synagogue leader. He's a well-respected man. And he falls at Jesus' feet and he, he pleads with him. Here he is, a well-respected man, society, unthought of to fall at the feet of anybody else. And here's Jairus, a synagogue leader. How does he relate to Jesus? Here's the first D, in desperation. It's desperation. My little daughter is dying, he says. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Has it ever occurred to you Of the use of the name of Jesus in movies. It's really interesting isn't it? A a movie like Armageddon. uh, Or a a movie like um, Batman. Or or perhaps the the new BBC uh, drama series Vigil. That that Cy was talking about the other day. I, I caught up on that a little bit. Isn't it funny how in moments of desperation. This name Jesus Christ is used. Oh Jesus Christ. Forgive me. Uh, for using it in, in that, in that, um, in that sense. But, but, but in a moment of desperation it's used. In, in every movie possible. It's really interesting and intriguing. That the name Jesus Christ. Is a name to be used in desperation. 
And look, here's a man who is in desperate need. And he sees Jesus as someone to do something about his need. Of course, in the movies, he would only go that far. It's not a case of turning to Jesus in that moment of need when the submarine's flooding. I don't really think that Jesus Christ is going to do anything. Of course, the movies don't depict it in that way. But interesting that they use the name Jesus. Here's a man who, in total desperation, and I mean total desperation, Because I can easily read these words and think, okay, first D, desperation, kind of get it. But his daughter is dying. If any of you have sons and daughters, you know that this is a desperate situation. Painful beyond pain. Unimaginable, or perhaps imaginable, um, for you. My daughter is dying. Here's Jairus, and he relates to Jesus out of desperation. It's a cry for help. Jesus, please help me. Did you hear Rosie today talk around this? She's cried out to Jesus in her hour of need. She recognised the state of her heart before God and recognised that Jesus was the only one who could fix it, who could rescue her. Desperation. Crying out before Jesus. And he's there. Perhaps, perhaps today that's how you relate to the Lord Jesus. You know that you're in desperate need. You're desperate. And so you ask him. It's a cry for help. You know the story. We've just had the story read to us. We drop down to verse 35 because there's a big chunk where Jesus is caught up in something else. A woman who's been bleeding and uh, he feels the touch of her hand on his cloak but doesn't know who's, who's touched him. Uh, and so he's delayed for a time. And so in verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking in this scene, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? It's our second day. Perhaps you're disengaged with Jesus. You don't bother with Jesus now. He just isn't worth it. There's nothing he can do about your situation. You keep him at arm's length. He can't help. He has now power to help. Perhaps you think you're not in need of help. And so this is the second day in how we relate to Jesus We're disengaged. Why bother the teacher anymore? Why bother with Jesus anymore? Verse 36, overhearing what they say, Jesus told him, don't be afraid. It's the worst possible news. Don't be afraid. Don't disengage. Believe. Just believe. Just keep Trusting. You heard Rosie say that. It's a time when I put my trust in Jesus. I trust him. I actually believe in him. The person that he is. The son of God. And I put my trust that he has rescued me. He's forgiven my sins that were held against me. And the consequences of that sin. Desperate plea. Disengaged. Or are you doubting? Are you doubting? Look, Jesus goes to the house of Jairus. 
And you see what he finds. Look in verse 39. He went in and he said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. The third day, perhaps, in how you relate to Jesus today, you doubt. You, you just doubt. The child is not dead. Well, of course she's dead. She's been pronounced dead. It's not like the people in the room got it wrong. She's dead. Jesus comes in and says, she is not dead, but asleep. Look at the response. They laugh at him. Look, if I don't trust this, it's an understandable source of black humour. You, what? The child is not dead, but asleep? Perhaps not black humour for us. But isn't he laughable now? It isn't Jesus just a joke? I mean, how can we really trust in Jesus today? Thousands of years ago, and, and isn't he far outdated? Isn't he, isn't he just unapproachable? Isn't he pointless? Isn't he? He's pretty laughable. Is that how you relate to Jesus? Perhaps you're desperate. Perhaps indeed that you're disengaged or you have disengaged. Perhaps you're just doubting. How can he be who the Bible says he is, the Son of God? How can he be the one who would die on a cross for the forgiveness of all mankind? Here's our fourth response to Jesus. And it's a pretty stark response because it's not really a response. So bear with me. The fourth day is you're dead. Verse 40, after he put them out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child, and went in where the child was. And he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kuhn, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the little girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Here's how the Bible says that we all relate to Jesus. At some point, we're dead. We're in the most desperate of positions. You can imagine the scene, the wailing of the family. The little girl is dead. She's 12 years old. She had a name. She had a character. She had a personality. Dead. What can she do? There's nothing that she can do. Nothing. Death is the deadly assassin. I don't need to tell you that. You know. You felt it close to home. You felt the sting and the pain that death brings. Here's the story of Jesus stood in front of a dead girl. And here's the picture that the Bible uses of our position before God. We're dead. The Bible says that we're dead in sin. We're powerless to change ourselves. We're powerless to change our destinies. Rosie said it, we, we've walked away from God. She'd walked away from him. She was trying to be ruler of her own life. She didn't really want anything to do with God. Kind of, yeah, keep him at arm's length. 
The Bible says that's death. And the Bible says we can't respond to Jesus until he brings new life. Until he takes us by the hand and he says, come alive. Matt, get up. Jane, new life for you. Until he takes the little girl by the hand. And until he speaks to the girl. Talitha Koo. The little girl I say to you get up. Until that moment she is powerless to move. And the Bible says that that was me. That is you. If you don't trust in Jesus. I've got a little girl. We've called her Talitha. We've called her Talitha because there's a moment that I'd love the Lord Jesus to take her by the hand and say, Talitha, rise, get up, wake. Know who you are now. Know that I am yours. Know that you're mine. Know that I've forgiven you my sin. Takes Talitha by the hand. And he says, get up, my girl. And it's a beautiful picture. Fathers, if you've got daughters, I know Mr. Abbott, um, the father of Rosie, has got Rosie and two others, I think, as his daughters. It's the most lovely moment as you watch those little girls grow and you've taken them by the hand several times. If you have got a daughter, you know that moment, a physical touch of walking with your daughter. But the moment... The Lord Jesus takes her and she's dead and she comes alive. That is the moment, the picture of what the Lord Jesus does for us. Dead in sin and then he makes us alive in the Lord Jesus. You've heard it from Rosie. What happened? Jesus took on her sin. Jesus said, Rosie, this is the only way that I I can make you alive if you trust me for the state of your heart. So that I, before a holy God, can be punished in your place so that you may go free. That's what Rosie is trusting in. That's the moment where Jesus says, Rosie, come. You're mine. Come. And he takes her by the hand. Oh, that moment from death to life. Have you tasted it? Do you know the Lord Jesus as your saviour if you've been a Christian for many years? Can you recall, perhaps today, just recall again and treasure the moment when the Lord Jesus said, Awake, you're mine, I'm yours. I've moved the world to make you mine again. In Christ alone, that last verse that we sung, no guilt in life. No fear in death now. This is the power of Christ in me, says Rosie, from life's first cry to final breath. I trust that, well, you command everything, my whole, my destiny. And then this is what Rosie truly believes, what the people of town church believe, that there's no power of hell. There's no scheme of man that can ever pluck me from his hand. So if we've been born again, if we've been made alive, then we're his. Till he returns, or he calls us home. Here in the power of Christ I stand. I wonder how you relate 
to the Lord Jesus today? Is it in desperation there's a call? As he says, get up. Will you rise today? Could be the day of salvation for you. Are you disengaged? Oh, do ask Rosie and Joe and others at Town Church. Do, as you're piecing it together and working it out for them, then it's not just for them, it's for you too. Do you doubt still? Talk to Rosie and Joe about doubting. Talk to any member of Town Church about doubting. Uh, Of course we all do. But it's when I remember what Christ has done for me that I was dead. And now I'm alive. So there's really a fifth way in which we relate to the Lord Jesus. Alive in him. Alive in Christ. We're going to sing uh, to, uh, to finish off this formal part of our time together. And as I said, we are going to uh, enjoy refreshments together and chat and catch up and talk and, and talk about such things and talk about uh, this, this beautiful passage in the Bible, if, if, if you so wished. Understand who Jesus is and what he's done. But here's the song that we're going to sing. And we're going to sing of this new life that is found in Christ. And it's through amazing grace, a gift that we don't deserve, yet is given us uh, and given us at such great cost at the death of the Lord Jesus. This is amazing grace. Why don't we stand? Mass song, please, if you've got one, would be great. We'll stand and sing this song and then we'll close in prayer.